Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Very passionate. Very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Don't want a non-believer. everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. Broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, none other than the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody. Tough being that this week. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And of course, everybody, we're joined by the AEBG NFL correspondent, podcasting extraordinaire, back from his trip to Los Huevos, which was a huge success. <laughs> Nicholas Kronk, everyone. It's a, it's a very somber, somber week, guys. Um, I, I, best I can say is hang in there. My guys are in the same boat, kind of. We're, we're both not going to be doing much this year. Yeah. You, you know, know what? No one cares about your guys. Well, and I don't want. I don't want to hear that on the intro. Maybe five minutes in, bring them up. When I intro you, you can't bring the Giants in. You can't do. We're too. We're too f-ing miserable already. But you know, it, it has. It is. You know, New York football. I guess was this wasn't the best weekend, but especially for the Jets. Um, where do you even begin? Where do you begin? I mean, I mean, you can really. I mean, you can begin right at the quarterback. Luke Falk was. The, if there was a definition of suck or a definition of just trash trash you'd see a picture of luke falk on sunday because not only did he have any pocket presence not only was he able to make any decisions not only does he have a powder arm like uh, worse than chad pennington but he completely was a lost cause and really doesn't belong on an NFL field. I think that's the best place to start off with this, Keith, because I I mean, I feel, and I don't want to attack our GM, but they should have gotten an NFL caliber quarterback in here. This well, kid is one, not... One thing, too, I mean, that we're forgetting is that this is the third string quarterback. This right. isn't the second string quarterback. This wasn't someone they thought they'd have to actually play this season, and he's playing. Mm-hmm. He had a QBR of 1.8. This most recent game, his numbers fifteen for twenty six don't even actually look that bad visually. But all most of those completions were all just check down passes. A lot of them to Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, I think, how many catches did he had? He had uh, seven catches on the day. Uh, Falk mm-hmm. was fifteen for twenty six, one hundred and twenty yards, two interceptions. The the lack of awareness, separate from the two interceptions, Mike. The lack of awareness. I think mm-hmm. they were sacked ten times. Yes, they don't they were sacked ten times. This, this is the thing. Last year. Todd Bowles got fired, and rightfully so after his tenure that he had. But last year, a lot of the games the Jets lost, they were in the game. And through six games last year, they were 3-3, three and three, the Jets. At no point did I think the Jets were going to be a great team last season. But as the year went on, you were like, damn, the Jets aren't playing that bad. We just can't figure out really how to finish games off. That was last season. This right. season, we played one game with Sam. You know, the Bills are 4-1, their defense is playing great. 
should have won that game is what it is. The past three games with Luke Falk in there, we don't even look like an NFL offense at all. It, it is the most pathetic, absolute worst offense I've seen from the Jets. I cannot even remember the last time they looked this inept. They're wasting Le'Veon Bell, obviously. We try to get the ball to him as much as we can, but the man can only do so much. Luke Fox absolutely clueless out there, Mike. I has no idea what he's doing. The offensive line was a little bit, maybe a little bit better this week. Still was not good. They give up 10 sacks. You know, yeah, so... I, 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 we tweeted, you know, this Jet offense may actually be worse than the year we lost both Chad Pennington and Jay Fiedler and started Brooks Bollinger. Do you remember that? Remember that back? Oh, I remember that season very well. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen anything uh, that bad until now. And then I was reminded on social media about the Rich Kotite days. But, I mean, this is, this is pathetic. And Adam Gase, like I said... Whatever you want to say, whether you want to say we have a third-string quarterback, you know, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable on all levels. Like, there's a failure somewhere. And what we're watching right now is just, I don't even think, and again, we'll talk a little bit about Sam Darnold returning this week, but I don't know if Sam Darnold's return is going to fix a lot of these issues. Can't play as Luke Sam Darnold's not going to play as bad as Luke Falk's playing. Never. Right. I mean, Luke Falk has three interceptions on the season, no touchdowns. Mike, in the three games he's played, three quarters versus the Browns, and then he's played two full games since then, 16 sacks. You cannot be serious! Yeah. I know, and I understand the offensive line is not good, don't get me wrong, but he's holding onto the ball back yeah. there. And just, yeah. Some of these sacks he's getting hit with, a lot. some of them are lack of awareness. And he said some of these hits he got hit with the other day, he just has no idea where the rush is even coming from. And he's getting yeah. blindsided. And what adjustments, what moves, what what approach, what has Gase done outside the box-wise, creatively, to help this dude? Not you know, much. maybe I don't know enough to see that or know that. Maybe he's too limited at all. Maybe no coach in the history of mankind is going to get Luke Falk to play that well. I totally understand that. But we're out here trying to win games. So if this guy's clueless and can't get it done, figure something else out. Get someone yeah. else in here. Go Wildcat. Do something. Well, they had that last two weeks. It's almost like just waving the white flag, obviously. You know? Yeah, they had that one gadget play. Vincent Smith, the newly acquired wide receiver, went in for a touchdown. And that, that was a touchdown, place. yeah. That was the one yeah. touchdown we had in the game. In the, first yeah. touchdown, the first touchdown we've had since the first week of the season. Yeah. And, you know, but you would think a guy like Gase would be innovative and have other ways to try to score but I mean it's been every single play it's just I can't even it's terrible and and you know what it's this is let me just say this um this is the first time in a long time you remember when the Jets were bad back in 2012 with the Isaac era or when we were bad you know with McCown you and I we were angry like we were like what's going on why you know Bowles is terrible or or Rex Ryan and stupid Geno Smith and we would be like emotionally annoyed with the Jets but that was different because me and you we were we were still involved with the team emotionally like this is so bad right now that it creates apathy for Jet fans like cats don't even care like cats are just like all right well you know they'll tune it's crazy I don't even know how many Jet fans are going to show up on Sunday, I mean, I, I hope a lot more do because Sam Darnold's back, but they're so bad that when 
when now like Jet fans don't really care, like that's that's a big problem. And uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, like, and the other thing that I was saying about this team, the offensive line, obviously they went and made a move, and they had Chuma Doga playing in at right tackle. He looked completely lost. He was just completely overmatched. And Alex Lewis at left guard. The offensive line was the worst I've seen in so long. And then Trumaine Johnson. Just because you had he had a great week of practice, you got him starting back there and creating penalties. He is what he is. I, I would just take him off the field and just st- start Nate at this point. And then again, the other part that we've talked about time and time again, Leo Williams, nowhere to be found once again, even with Quinnen Williams playing. A good bright light was Quinnen Williams led the defensive line with five uh, tackles and put a bunch of pressures on to Carson Wentz. Yeah, the only thing that Williams stood out for last game was tackling uh, one of the Eagles running backs into the end zone for a touchdown. (laughs) Uh, And I forget which one of it was. I I think it was Howard, actually. That one where he kind of fumbled it, but he got the ball over the end zone. He tackled him. Comes up from... I I never understand. If that's the angle you're coming at with momentum, (laughs) don't tackle him! What's the point of You moron! What are you doing? Tackle him into a touchdown. I I have so much bottled up, guys, and I have a headache right now, so I don't want to yell. It's just... I don't even... Normally, Mike... Just everyone out. Normally, me and Mike will talk. Well, what do you want to talk about this week on the show, man? Normally, normally the the bullet points kind of jump out at you. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about that. This happened in the game. What, we're just we're just in depression right now. Like, and what happens is it actually affects it affects everything where the Jets are playing this bad because we love the team, we love doing the show, we have a blast doing it. But when you put out a performance like they put on this weekend, yeah. which it's like they tried to check every single box of ineptitude. What right. can we do to look like we have no idea what we're doing? Like, it's almost like, I don't even know what to say anymore after these past couple weeks. Like, we're Jet fans being beaten down and kind of fatigued by the the misery. It's, you know, we have to put in perspective, we've played three of these four games that we've lost with a third-string quarterback. All right. I don't think any team in the NFL is going to do that well with a third-string quarterback. That's no. I, I shouldn't say that. Most teams aren't going to do well with a third-string quarterback if they're not already set up to succeed. Like, there's teams like... Uh, that have a really good roster, that have a great offensive line, good running backs, good wide receivers, they can still get by. We don't have those things, and we don't have depth. So we're not in a position where a team like us can succeed with a guy like Luke Falk behind the helm. So the Steelers be able to do a little something with Hodges, this uh, Durston quarterback, and a lot of other teams in the league have a backup quarterback in, but a lot of backups are not that bad. Third string guys, what team has a good third string quarterback? You know, nobody does. It's just, you don't want to just act like you're fed up, but it's just... I just want to see anything different next week with Sam out there, you know, and and hopefully he is going to be out there. All signs look like he is going to play. We're hoping he's going to play last week. He didn't. Uh, this game versus the Cowboys is going to be a tough one. Probably going to be a lot of Cowboy fans in the building. But with Sam out there, I mean, the decisions are going to come a lot quicker. The ball is going to come out a lot quicker. That we know for sure. Week one, I know the second half they got nothing done offensively at all. But in the first half, they were able to move the ball a little bit, Mike, against the Bills, which the offense is, uh, defense is really good. So I'm hoping with Sam that the offense has to take a step up. Has to. It better. And if he doesn't improve in the next couple of weeks, because the Jets, in about two weeks, the Jets are going to have statistically, or by the win-loss, they're going to have one of the best uh, schedules left to play. And they're going to be playing a lot of jabroni teams that they should be able to take advantage of. Um we believe that Sam Darnold um, will have improvement, show value on Sunday, 
And, um, you know, are we expecting a win against Dallas? I'm not sure at this point we can expect a win. Um, but we will expect wins against the Miami Dolphins, against the Redskins, against the Broncos. Uh, I think they're playing the Broncos or the Ravens uh, down or the Raiders in the future. So um, the schedule is going to shape it up. And Adam Gase and his strategy, his approach, his coaching will be on full display. And so far, unfortunately, his margin of error with this start is a lot smaller. So if this team doesn't show ample improvement in the next couple of weeks, I can absolutely see Adam Gase's one and done. Because Yeah, and you, a uh, lot of yeah. Jet fans are calling for his head. You knew oh, that yeah. was coming. That's yeah. not a surprise to anybody, right? right. right. Yeah. Uh, and Mike, I mean, one of the things we saw today, and you mentioned this to me earlier, some of the Jets out there, the wide receivers running the wrong routes during the game. We know the offense looked completely out of whack. That you can just tell just by watching the game. But when you hear guys are running the wrong routes, even with the lack of talent, say the guys out there aren't as talented as the other team, right? Right. But they're on point, like with everything they're doing. You know, they're, they're everyone's lined up in the right place. Everyone's running the right routes, even if they're not as talented. They're very prepared. Some of those teams can still be pretty good. They, we don't look like that. You know, we look unprepared. We look like we have no idea what we're doing. We have, we're defenses are getting thrown at us. Guys are coming in second. The quarterback, no one's touching them. You know, when it comes mm-hmm. to offense and. On the defensive side of the ball, this is another one of those games, Mike, like we've been talking about where it just just through um, fatigue, the defense ends up getting worn down because they were out there the whole game. 17 points right. the defense gives up. Two defensive touchdowns for the Eagles because Duke Falk is an inept, absolutely pathetic quarterback. And away the game goes, you know. So, again, we're in a situation where the defense only gave up 17 points in this game. It won't look like they played that well, right? By the end of the second half, they'd only given up a touchdown. And there was a defensive touchdown. So, the game could have been 7 nothing. It's like, right. you got to score at least 20 points to win in the NFL. And oh, coming yeah. into this year, we thought we had a team that could average in the mid-20s. If we would have yeah. done that a few of these games ready this year, we'd have a couple wins, you yeah. know. Yep. Completely agree. And I'll tell you, um, the defense, to me, has overperformed with the way they've lost assets over the last couple of weeks. I mean, they've lost every single linebacker that was supposed to be starting this week is out. Quentin Williams has been out. Tremaine Johnson has been absolutely terrible. And um, Nate Harrison has, was filling in for him, but he didn't play so the defense, despite all of those losses, actually have been playing bend, don't break. They played, I thought, well against these Eagles, only allowing 17 points. Played well against the, the Patriots, for what it's worth. Played well even against the Browns when we were there on Monday Night Football. Um, so the defense, I think that Greg Williams has been doing a decent job at defensive coordinator, just coming up with exotic blitz packages and trying to use whatever weapons he has available to try to bring value. Um, Le'Veon Bell obviously has been another bright point for this team. Even yesterday, no no offensive line, no help from the quarterback, no help from Adam Gase, and still able to make plays with his ability and skills and keeping a good attitude and working hard. And I also, um, I texted you something interesting from PFF regarding our center, Ryan Khalil, who has been absolutely terrible this year. But you know what? Since week two, his PFF grade was a 46. His week three grade was a 54.4. Uh, um, his, uh, I'm sorry, his week one was 46. Two was 54.4. Three was, uh, and then this week was 60.1. So he's been getting better every week. 
Um, and I think that's a positive sign. I know yeah, he's he didn't out have of a preseason, shape. so it's almost like it's almost like without the preseason, Khalil's kind of getting into game shape now. Yep. Yeah. So if he's playing a little bit better, playing around averages now, or kind of where he's good to be, I mean, that's a good sign. Yep. Also, yeah. because Sam's about to come back, and that's kind of how you want it to be. Um, right. You know, we got Sam. We're going to get into some of the players that are coming back uh, in a second. But, I mean, that's really the only positive you can take from this game, Mike. The defense, once again, did not play that bad. If they had a, if they had an offense out there who was actually putting drives together, going down up and down the field a little bit here and there, the, the defense would be in much better shape. Their statistics would look a lot better. Le'Veon Bell, I mean, what, what more can you ask from Le'Veon Bell? Not I mean, much. every single time he runs the ball, the, the defensive lines are stacked, and he's still making something out of nothing a bunch of times. In the passing game, a bunch of times caught the ball out there, got six, seven yards for yep. us, made a bunch of great plays. And then Khalil's improvement's good. And, you know, when it comes to the negative, we all know him, guys. Leo Williams, nowhere to be found, like Mike said. Um, Falk was absolutely horrendous. The offensive line with 10 sacks. I mean, even when it comes to the running game, they weren't great. But the pass protection is just... I mean, the Eagles' defensive line is really, really good. And they hadn't got a lot of sacks this year yet. But it's like they caught all up at once on us. Right. I mean, 10 sacks, that's not even perfect. Like... That's 160 sacks in a season if you do that every game. That's like that's not a professional team. No, I don't care who your quarterback is. You know that's not even professional. I, I don't even know how it's if possible. You're a, if you're on a starting offensive line, no matter where you were drafted or how much money you're making, that means you cannot give up 10 sacks in a game as a unit. So did you hear Adam Gase after the end of the game? He said it's all on him. He took all blame for the game. For the game. The players also had a players only meeting today. My players met today. It just you got to do something. You can't just stick your head in the sand and go into this Dallas game and be like, all right, well, the season's over. I mean, you got 12 games left, you know, and these games mean yeah. a lot for a lot well, of different guess, reasons. So. Well, well, guess what? Guess what? Coming up, we got Sam Darnold returning. We got Brandon Copeland returning. We got Jordan Jenkins probably returning. We'll see what's up with him. And Coleccio Semele, who had hurt his shoulder, should be back and helping with that offensive line. So potentially seven, six starters coming back for the Dallas Cowboy game with our boy, number 14, Sam Darnold, who, by the way, had one of the better QBRs versus that that Bills defense that everybody said, oh, he didn't really play that well. But then again, you go look deeper and look at all the different quarterbacks. That well, he played had against the, the Bills defense. He had the best game against the Bills of any quarterback. So of far any quarterback season. so far this season, so, right? Including Tom, including Tom Brady. So whatever. Including um, Tom Brady, Marcus we Mariota, and such. Right. It's so, funny though how that works, and this is nothing to do with Daniel Jones. It just came up when the Daniel Jones hysteria started. Everyone saying, "Oh, Sam was out, but he didn't play good that first game anyway." And they're like, well, he threw a touchdown at 180 yards. The Bills are pretty good. Yeah. He had a 104-degree temperature, and he had mono. So, I mean, put it all in perspective. He really didn't play that bad, did he? And when we get Sam back in there, that's the biggest returning player, obviously. We had the type of team, as we knew, that if, if somehow through a miracle, offense and defense stayed healthy all year, we would be pretty good. Absolutely. The complete opposite has happened. Yeah. And it's happened right at the beginning of the season, right during the toughest stretch of our schedule, where yeah. we are absolutely crushed by injuries. The biggest one being Sam, but on defense, guys missing all over the place. Uh, and just, it really has set us back because we don't have depth. Right. We're not at that place yet. And that's kind of what we're doing. We're kind of undermanned here, you know? And next week, hopefully, get, get back to, you know, as close as we close as we can to 100% here with yep. our guys. Get Sam out there. And maybe, just maybe, with Sam, yep. with CJ Mosley back, and shock the world. Dak was turning the ball all over the place yesterday. Left and right. I mean, he's slinging it too. But he was a little, a little one of his picks... 
I know it tipped off a receiver's hand, but it was because he threw up a little bit behind him. And I know you were on it, well, because you're a giant fan. You yep. were eyeing in on it. Yep. And they could be had. Dallas could be had. You guys so, go there for, for a good game together. They could be had. Down you know, there. Dallas. I think you know for a lot of different reasons is a really, really good team. Very talented. Good skill position players. Very good chance that Dak's going to be able to tear up the secondary. Who knows? But I know our defense has played well enough in a bunch of these games that if we had anything remotely close to a normal offense, to a regular NFL offense, we might have won a couple of them. You know, but we don't have that right now with Luke Falk in there. Hopefully, we will with Sam. Bunch of guys are turning. Have to feel good about that, Mike. Now, I wanted to just let all our listeners know I work in Dallas, so everyone knows. And I work with all Cowboy fans. So this game particularly has some special meaning for me because I'm being harassed at work. And, you know, a lot of these guys are all, oh, oh yeah, no, it's, 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 it's everywhere. And it's with my customer, it's with my coworkers and everything. It's cool. Like, I know. And I came in, I came in today, this morning. I came in this morning with it, with one of my jet polos on hard, walked in, like, what's good? Cats are like, oh, he's coming in with a jet shirt already? I'm like, you're damn right I'm coming in with a jet shirt, right? Coming in, setting the tone, setting the tone. Like, cause, cause right now, and one of my one of the, my coworkers, he said, you know, I am a little bit afraid because you have no, you have everything to win and nothing to lose. And we have everything to lose. If you win, if y'all Jets win this week, I'm not coming into work. I'm like, you better not come into work. Oh, you already know. You <laughs> Oh, the Cowboy fans, yeah, and they're, I mean, Keith. You know, I mean, we're like, we're Jet fans, we're like, you know, we just survived a dumpster fire, yeah. right? and we have the grease all over us, and we smell bad, <laughs> yeah. and someone walks by in perfect white polo, and they go, do you want a mud wrestler? And we're, we're already gross. We're like, yeah, we have nothing to lose. Let's jump in the mud wrestling pit. It's like, you're about to get messy. And they're, <laughs> yo, and they're worried, because they... You know, they're upset because they lost last night, you know, to this Aaron Rodgers and the uh, Packers, and they lost before to the to the Saints. And, you know, they're looking to rewrite the ship because they played a bunch of jabroni teams to start off with. And now they're going up to New York, and they're like, oh, great. Now Sam Darnold comes back. Now you guys get your starters back. I'm like, well, we're scrubs. You don't have to worry about nothing, right? You don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> We're just the Jets. We're trash. Don't worry about us, guys. Let me tell you something, son. I, this 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 show here will be a special special show. We take our first W on Sunday. It, it will be just Keith. I can't even speak of it. Yeah. Well, me and Mike have been. We've had some stuff saved up. We've been ready to oh, celebrate our first man, W. Man, just... but it hasn't occurred. Yep. The season started over a month ago. Then here we are. Here we are. Last year, we got to win week one. Yes. That was fun. That was Way to time, springboard right? the podcast out into the universe. So, uh, so this year, this year, not so much. And it does affect it. It doesn't make sense because if the Jets, if the Jets are losing and being competitive, it's one thing. If we are just absolutely pathetic. Oh, I got you. Like we were this weekend. Nobody wants to listen to a podcast about no. the Jets. And the people that nope. do, first of all, every one of you, you're a psycho. And I love you all because I'm the type of person that would listen. That's why we're doing the goddamn podcast. We're we, people off legends. We are those guys, me and yeah. Mike. Like, me and Mike are in 100% 0-15 Jets, dumpster juice, first 15 games. We're, we're, I'm still all in at all times. I love yep. the Jets. I don't mean to have this happen to me. It's too late. I'm too deep in. Right. Mike is too. But 
when we win, <laughs> it reflects. Let me just say that. Because people, Jet fans like listening to those podcasts when we take a W. Um, you know, we get a little spike in the numbers because yep. you get, everyone gets happy, bro. That makes sense. And, and let, me, let me tell you something. This Dallas defense, this Dallas defense against the pass has been spectacular. Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown pass. Teddy Bridgewater didn't throw a touchdown pass. Josh Rosen didn't throw a touchdown pass. And then they yeah, played but if the, you watch the game with the with the Packers, I don't Aaron Rodgers not throwing a touchdown pass. That, well, I don't know how much that was their defense or how much they handed the ball to Aaron Jones and he ran for oh, touchdowns. Oh, crazy! Like crazy! Like, it was a little. I know what you mean, but if you when they got in the red zone, it's not even like they had that many plays. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, in the red zone. Yeah. It just for some reason Everybody Aaron won. Jones broke one four times. Yeah, no. Which two of those two of those runs were long runs. Um, and no, no, and Mike, there not to say that. Anything you said was wrong because when it comes to defense right now in the NFL, they're they're up there. I mean, mm-hmm. they have one of the better defenses in the league. They're ranked sixth right now in the league in overall defense, which is tremendous. And when it comes to their offense, they actually average the most yards per game of any team. That's unbelievable, NFL, and that's so. what I'm saying. Like as a, going into the same, Sam Darnold, unfortunately, is coming back against two really three really good defenses in a row. He's going to play Dallas, he'll play New England, and then he'll play Jacksonville, and so. You know, to win this game, they're going to have to score, obviously. And defensively, you know, we're going to get the captain back um, on our defense, C.J. Mosley. And I would take advantage of just shutting down Ezekiel Elliott. I would concentrate on that, on Ezekiel Elliott. I would make sure that Greg Williams is eyeing Amari Cooper and ensuring that he's not going nuts. And I would let Dak Prescott beat us because... You know what? Everyone was all over Dak Prescott after playing against the Giants, Washington Redskins, and Miami Dolphins. But the last two weeks, I don't know. He he could be a jabroni. I'm not saying he's a jabroni, but he could. He may not be. Let me take that. Back. He may not be. He may not. He may not be elite the way a lot of people thought he started the season out to be. You feel me? I no. I think I think Dak is pretty good, but if he's worth. Thirty million dollars, like he wants, or forty. He's asking for forty. And it just, well, you're in one of these scenarios now, for whatever reason, and we just have to accept it. You see it in politics, you see it in sports, you see it in media all over the place. We're in the world. The headline you see for one week becomes everybody's reality. The headline you see over two weeks becomes everyone's reality. Someone has a bad couple games, the guy's a bum. Someone has a good couple games, the guy's a legend. Instead of everyone just having any type of context or perspective. That doesn't exist anymore, no. and I get it to a degree, especially with football, because football is like these 16 weeks we get. Yeah. Every one of those weeks, and they all matter so much, right? Yeah. I get it. Dak, when he started off hot, I'm like, well, Dak's pretty good, and then he played these couple games, I'm like, he's a bum, he's just probably pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if he's super elite or not, but I know that their offense has been humming, because they have a tremendous offensive line. Right. Even with the injuries they've had, their offensive line has played pretty good. Oh, yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, they got Gallup playing pretty decent right now. Mari Cooper's really good. Witten's back in there. He's made a little bit of a difference. Witten's not doing that bad. A couple touchdowns. Offense or defense, they're better than us on paper. And the only way we're going to really be able to come out of the, come out of there with a W is if we have an NFL-type offense that can yep. actually score points. Maybe puts up more than 20 points. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be more points than our offense has scored the entire season so far, what I just asked. But hey, if you want to win an NFL football game, you're going to have to do that. They got to dig like, deep. Yeah. They got to dig deep. They got to, listen, listen, listen. They got to look themselves in the face and say, who are we? Who are we? And they got to dig deep. And yes, the Dallas Cowboys, like I agree with you, they're better talented across the board. We understand that. 
But sometimes teams just got to look at themselves and they got to dig deep, man. And that comes from coaching. That comes from the players, the team. And, you know, man, I just want them to go out there and give it all they have. And you know what? You never I don't want to like have false hope man but let's see what happens man we're getting a lot of talent back mike unfortunately right now for us false hope is the only hope that's available to us we can't have any we have no reason to have any actual hope except for the fact that hopefully the golden child the chosen one is coming back that's that's pretty much it we're getting besides that i'm expecting and this happened last year it's a trend but especially when the packers come in or the cowboys come in or the steelers come in their fans travel well. I'm hoping yep. not to see the place flooded with Cowboy fans this weekend. You know, 85,000 people at MetLife. Even if there's 20,000 Cowboy fans, all you'll hear is, oh, the place is all Cowboy fans. Well, it's like not really. No, it, 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 it's enough to make a difference, though, and I totally understand. And I just hope Jet Nation gets in there this weekend. Sam's back. It's almost like with him back, you got to go, okay, these first four games happened. Yep. Push him to the side. Let's just look at these last 12 games and try to go 7-5. and five. You know, let, let's try to go six and six these last twelve. Yep. Let's try to go eight and four. Let's try to what? salvage what we can these last twelve games with Sam, and then look at it in that context as opposed to being like, "Oh man, we lost four games, we stink." Or it's like, well, you know what? I don't know what NFL team would have went out and been able to operate an offense efficiently with Luke Falk at quarterback. Right. Let me ask you a question: Sam healthy, the guys they're getting back. What's the score on Sunday? Straight up. I mean, I guess it's going to depend on how the defense plays. If they play as well as they have the past couple weeks. I mean, they basically did a bend-don't-break defense last week. And they've right. done that a few other weeks, too, um, with these teams. And I do think the difference with Dallas is that they could pound the rock with Ezekiel Elliott. I don't really think the Eagles could do that. I mean, the Eagles ran the ball okay with Howard. Right. He had a rushing touchdown. But I think Dallas's offensive line is much better. And I, you know, I'm just in a spot where even with Sam in there, he's going to be rusty. I don't think it's going to be easy for us to score points because we haven't scored a lot of points this year. So I do think we're looking at a game, Mike, maybe 24-14 Dallas, even though we're going to be a home team. That's kind of how I see it playing out. Right. I say 21-17 Dallas. That's what I got. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to go crazy and pick just right. take a W right now because that will be ridiculous coming off the games we just played. Sam hasn't played. We're getting a bunch of guys back. So maybe we can use this game to get some cohesion going and then go up to New England the next week and just give some type of fight, yeah. you know, instead of just rolling over Bring like we too. have the past three weeks, you know? That's all we got for you this week, man. We're not going to belabor the yeah. sadness and the misery of the Jets. Hopefully everyone liked the cover this week. If you don't know, Stephen King book Misery was tremendous. Tremendous movie as well with Kathy Bates. Yeah, it's been a bummer. Been a bummer the first month. Hopefully, some little glimmering, little little mini glimmers are trying to come in, Wookie. Little, little silver linings trying to bit. come in. Trying to peep their head through. In the name of Sam Darnold. Yep. And hopefully, his spleen is where it needs to be to get us back on the right track. Michael, I want to thank everyone in the world out there that still is riding with us in these dark, dark days. Thank the darkest! Thank every single one of you because we really, really, really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart from me and Mike. And Mike, if anyone does want to listen to us, get at us, tweet at us, tell their friends about us in any way, shape, or form. Where could they do that? You incredible fans, you diehards, you people who stay in the storm, the true fans of New York City, of the greatest city on earth, the greatest team, one day to be on earth. You can listen to us on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio. On Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of 
the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, and the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk. My name is Keith Farrell. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Peace out. Hey, this is Joe Namus, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans are fans. Fans. very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the suck. Don't believe it.